Welcome to Beyond Learning, where we explore stories of learning and stories of change. My name is Alexandra Kuzura. If you're wondering what this sound is, this is what happens when you try connecting different megacities with their metro lines. Well, sort of. I think I'm doing pretty well. I've just connected New York, and right now I'm on Sao Paulo. In this episode, we'll visit a museum that engages visitors in imagining new futures across generations. As you will hear, this might mean trying your hand at attaching a metro line, or thinking of a community where you would feel safe and showing what it would look like with Lego blocks. It also means exploring other complicated networks. For example, getting to know how your phone connects you to people all over the world, and that's through the material it's made of. I think, maybe even without knowing, a lot of people are looking for meaning in life. You know, they're trying to make sense of what's happening. You know, it's about connecting past, present and future. Today we'll meet with Martin Ockersen, who's Senior Advisor on Development and Experience Design at the Museum Omniversum. He'll show us around an exhibition called One Planet, and we'll talk about how museums can help us make meaning of the changing world, explore empathy, and imagine a new future. And first, we'll take a train from Brussels. Not to Sao Paulo, but to The Hague, in the Netherlands, where the museum is based. So, mm -hmm. I would like to welcome you, Thank you. in the One Planet exhibition. Uh -huh. This is a 2,000 square meter exhibition uh -huh. about the Sustainable Development Goals. The Sustainable Development Goals are 17 interlinked objectives. They range from eradicating poverty to climate action, and they're all part of the 2030 Agenda, adopted by the United Nations Member States in 2015. When you start the exhibition, we have uh, developed a little tour uh -huh. that uh -huh. takes you along all the 17 ex exhibits, all uh -huh. the 17 uh, SDGs. Uh -huh. And in every exhibit, we ask you to answer one question. Uh -huh. And this, is, this exhibit is the starting point, Perfect. but it's also the end. Because uh -huh. if you come with me and yeah. we walk to the other side, uh -huh. after you've, you've answered all the questions, mm -hmm. and you sort of, yeah, you have to answer so them it's, a certain it's way. So it's questions about what I'm doing for the planet. Yes. Uh -huh. Like, for instance, you know, uh -huh. SDG 1, should poor people be uh -huh. given free solar panels, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. And uh, 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 should we campaign to protect natural habitats in other countries? Uh -huh. you know, all these yeah. kinds of questions. And you either answer yeah. yes or no. Would I and dare to eat insects? That's, yes. I, I would ask myself that question yes. very seriously. And after uh -huh. you visit the exhibition, you sort of uh, um, insert uh -huh. your card here and you get this like profile, what kind of person you are, like okay. a nature lover or a people uh -huh. lover. And you sort of, tries to stimulate you to, to act uh -huh. for the planet. I see. So that's uh -huh. interesting. Yeah. So cool. let's go on the tour. Yeah, perfect. Maybe not surprisingly, the first exhibit I pay attention to is SDG 4 on quality education. What do we have here? We have wisdom yeah, well, of ancient cultures. Uh -huh. This is about the wisdom of indigenous uh, oh, nice. cultures, of course. Uh -huh. And on this side, we have this Inuit story uh -huh. because we did we, we have a large Inuit collection. Uh -huh. So we cooperated uh -huh. with the people in uh, Greenland, and uh, yeah, uh -huh. we made this exhibit. Uh -huh. But every every exhibit has the same sort of starting point. Uh -huh. Over there, the kids right now working, but uh -huh. this one, this one is about. Uh, equal opportunities. So in every exhibit we have a Dutch and an English version. Uh -huh. 
we come to the next one, focusing on gender equality, and we take out the list of questions we got at the start of the exhibition. Should more women be in charge? I say yes. You put the green side uh -huh. on top, and you answer, ah, and you, and you make a little hole. You know, we do the combination of uh, interactivity and collections. Mm -hmm. So everywhere there's a little bit of collection and a little bit of uh, interactivity. And this one is also interesting. That is about uh, a decent job, decent work. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took the uh, uh, iPhone or mobile phone as a starting point. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you ex where we explain what kind of materials are in an iPhone or in a, mm. any mobile phone. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we combine it with the collection of minerals that we have. And every mineral shows also a picture and a story about the people who actually work mm. digging up uh, the minerals uh -huh. that you, we use in our phones. So this is where you yeah, have sort of very meaningful, very intense combination of collections, storytelling and, uh, and SDGs. Uh, so I pick up a little headset and I can listen to it in Dutch or in English. Huh? Yeah, but, but yeah, but you have to push. You have to push. No, here, here. here. Huh? I'm also curious because you say it's both culture and science, and I think it's interesting how you how you combine those also yeah. in the sense of making something very difficult and complex easier to understand for, for people or yeah. more approachable, literally approachable in the sense that here you see people coming and doing things and you yeah. know, making things with their hands. But how, how do you approach that as an organization, that kind of combination of science and culture? Or Of course, we do this on two, two levels. Of mm -hmm. course, we have the sort of mission, vision, yeah. etc. and programming. Mm -hmm. And this, this, this should be all sort of sort of focused and tied together mm -hmm. really focusing on, on you know what we what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and this is not and we don't talk about education but we talk about learning mm -hmm. and we promote lifelong learning mm -hmm. and especially because we have a lot of families and children mm -hmm. we try to sort of enhance intergenerational yes. learning because mm -hmm. we think that's that's really cute and really mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. in a place like this mm -hmm. so where you know uh, yeah different generations grandparents and grandchildren, parents and children in all sorts of combinations, all, all kinds of families come here and they learn together. Mm -hmm. And the real interactivity, because you know I'm talking a lot about interactivity, mm -hmm. but the real interactivity is, of course, um, uh, it's, it's the building, the exhibition, the, in, the exhibits, the mm -hmm. interactive exhibits, but it's the relation that the, the visitors make or the connection they make with the interactive and through the interactive, they connect to each other, mm -hmm. ideally. Mm -hmm. And the real interactivity is between your ears, in the head, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. It's not the touching, it's mm -hmm. not the, the doing, mm -hmm. it's the it's the interactivity what, what in, the head, in, in, in the head. That's really interesting because I think like most of us, when you talk about interactivity, you really focus on the physical part. So, oh, like I often think about it this way and I think, oh, when I was a child, we didn't really have these museums when you could come and touch things and it was okay. But it's interesting that that's not the most important yeah. part. It leads to somewhere else. Yeah, and, and, and what we try to do and what I try to do when I was head of exhibitions is sort of lose the technology mm. and make it really, really ambient and mm -hmm. intuitive. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and but we still work with mm -hmm. real objects, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, touching a real uh, turtle shell or touching a real dinosaur bone mm. 
can can be as amazing as pushing pushing a button or oh, yeah. you know putting on a VR brill. Uh -huh. And I think this this is our claim to fame, of course, as museums that we have the real stuff, the authentic. Mm. The, and and I think you know I just read an uh, uh, an article. Will the future be analog? <laughs> and I don't know, but but maybe maybe museums. I think we have to stay analog. To a certain extent, and of course, we 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 use all the cool stuff and the new stuff. Mm -hmm. But we but it's we a combination, yeah. Yes, the combination makes it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, one of the exhibits I would like to show you. This mm -hmm. is. Yeah, there's so many things, you uh -huh. know, but but this one is, uh, is, uh, it's 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 just a a, a, a portrait gallery. Uh -huh. This one is a photographic project called Human A by Angelica Das, a Brazilian photographer. It's a series of portraits showing a diversity of age groups and skin colors matched to the Pantone color system, which is used in design. The project has been displayed in many countries. You might have seen it already. It touches on topics such as how we view ethnicity, race, or identity. Here, the exhibit includes a little mirror in the center. I think especially, as you can see, you know, also the, you know, the kids who are right now here, because there's always also a mirror, you can look at yourself. Yeah. You know, they're really engaged. You know, they, they, they think this is a, yeah, this is a nice exhibit. Yeah. And it's very simple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I asked Martin about who usually visits the museum. He says they get 350,000 visitors per year. 50,000 represent school groups, as you can probably hear in the background. We don't reach all, mm. all, all families in The Hague. So this is why we, uh, we, we started this program in The Hague Southwest, where we started the Museum Lab and started to work with, uh, with the local communities there mm -hmm. and working with community leaders mm -hmm. from, uh, from different, with different cultural backgrounds mm -hmm. and try to sort of do something there. As a museum, we, we do realize that we're in a changing society. Mm -hmm. Everything is changing. It's like VUCA time. So mm -hmm. people try to make meaning yeah. you know, of what's happening around them. And uh, we try to be a sort of yeah, source of information, uh, uh, knowledge broker to help them make meaning of what, what, what's happening. And um, so we take our role very seriously. And at the same time, in a changing city, mm. we constantly do reflect on our, our mission, our position and, mm. and, and, you know, the impact that we have. Mm. And this is why we started also there. But by working in a different neighborhood with, you know, people from different communities, it also makes us uh, reflect Mm -hmm. or what a museum is mm -hmm. or should be in mm -hmm. the 21st century mm -hmm. in a changing uh, yeah. society. So what's, what do you think that, that that role is or how has it changed? Is it that it's becoming smaller and easier to engage with? Is it that it's it's supposed to be in the information is now presented differently or how, how do you see that change happening? I get a lot of inspiration. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just wanted to mention it before yeah. also the book by Nina Simon, mm -hmm. uh, The Art of Relevance. Uh -huh. I don't know if you know this book, it's about museums uh -huh. and it's about how, how you can be relevant. Mm -hmm. And what she says, you know, relevance is an exercise in empathy. You know, mm -hmm. you should really try to connect to your visitors and see what's necessary in, you know, mm -hmm. in those in those neighborhoods like for instance I was talking about, and what people do need from you as a museum. And it makes you reflect on, on, on what your position and role is. So, and uh, she says, you know, uh, she says uh, there are like two things that, uh, you know, uh, um, um, that are important for relevance is how much meaning do I get from it? 
from you know what we offer and how easy is it can I afford it can is it easy to to, to reach mm -hmm. and I think those two requirements are really important I think maybe even without knowing a lot of people are looking for meaning in life mm -hmm. you know they try to make sense of what's happening you know it's about connecting past present and future but it's also uh, connecting science and and culture again reconnecting science and culture and also to make sense of you know the local historical identity and this whole process of globalization you know mm -hmm. what is my position in this and how does it affect me and what can i do you know and stimulating awareness and mm -hmm. and, and, and especially agency agency yeah. i think this is key mm -hmm. agent agency and uh, resilience mm -hmm. these are these are sort of key yeah. In, uh, in, 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 in the 21st century. And, and I think, especially for a topic like the climate crisis, which like you were saying before, it's very complex, you, there's a lot of information about it, but I think finding the agency is very difficult because of course, I mean, we, we had a few questions, would you eat insects and uh, these things that maybe you can do on your own, but at the same time, a lot of decisions are kind of, you know, taken over your head. And I think that's, that's maybe why sometimes people find it difficult to navigate. Like there was, you know, this big crisis coming and what can I really do myself that is meaningful? Yeah, but you, of course, there are, there are two sides to this story, of course. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we show the, the, the sustainable de the mm -hmm. development goals because we think, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's the only plan we have yeah. as, mm -hmm. as, as a world and, and, and most, most leaders you know, signed, mm -hmm. you know, the, the... You should hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. At least. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, what I like about the Sustainable Development Goals is within that you have the systemic mm. approach, you know, the sort of global, global vision. And, uh, and we are really, really, I mean, in everything we do, like I explained before, is, mm. is, is, is we champion the, the, the triple or even quadruple helix. This is like, okay, yeah. knowledge institutions, you know, government, uh, industry, and society, civil society, and together, mm -hmm. I mean, no sector at its own can, can, yeah. can change the stuff, Absolutely. but the connection. Mm -hmm. So and this is what I'm, this is what also we, we try to do downstairs, uh -huh. where we have a more hands-on. This uh -huh. is more, this uh -huh. is like I said, you know, the, uh, the, the cinema, yeah. or the, the, the large screen cinema, mm -hmm. It's more like the sort of the heart. This is the inspiration. You know, we show the beauty of the earth. This is where you get inspired. Here, you get the yeah. Well, I would say the the, the theory. We uh, explain about the systemic approach, and we explain about the sustainable development goals. And downstairs, it's more hands-on. Mm -hmm. This is where we show you sort of real stuff that mm -hmm. is already there that you can do or learn or practice mm -hmm. and to. to, to to change the, the, the future and make yeah. it make the world a little bit better uh -huh, so uh -huh. very very, so very use, use that agency uh, for yeah something. yeah uh -huh. without you know and and this i mean this is of course the most difficult thing to to to, to sort of find the right balance between sort of uh, consumer activism mm. you know what people can do and the systemic approach mm -hmm. we need both mm. and this is this is my main thing mm -hmm. my main point i mean you cannot um, tell our visitors, you know, you have to change and you, you know, don't take shorter showers, wear a sweater, you know, and, and stuff like that. And you cannot buy, you know, stuff over there and you must eat vegetarian. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, if we do that, we would scare away everybody. And uh, even young, some young kids are really um, depressed, mm -hmm. you know, about what's happening in the world. So we, we, we try to sort of 
give them a sort of positive impression mm -hmm. and, and, and show them, you know, uh, sh yeah, show them agency. We agree that we'll go downstairs to see the maker's face. But before we do, we have one more exhibit to test. But this is, this is, this is also a nice one. Ah. This is an interactive way uh -huh. we can do this together. Yeah. Please stand here. Uh -huh. And today we're doing overfishing. Okay. So in the next uh, one minute, there will be a lot of hooks coming from the, okay. from the ceiling and so you have wanna... to catch the, catch the hooks. I need to catch you, the hooks. You will get some gloves. Uh-huh. So we try to catch the hooks. The stakes are high. Catch the hooks. Okay. Ah, oh, you're doing great. To the left, yes. To the left, okay. Fish, did you say morning? <laughs> you're missing, you're missing, missing your hooks. Come on. Okay, one, one dead. Okay. Oh, we saved the reef. We saved the reef, okay. Uh, yeah, Even yeah. with the hooks that I missed. After saving the reef, we go downstairs. On the way, Martin explains what it also means for an institution to practice what they preach. You know, promoting the sustainable development goals mm. makes... Um, makes a lot of diff, uh, sort of forces you to also think about the way you mm -hmm. manage your institution. So our restaurant is plastic free mm -hmm. and vegetarian. Mm -hmm. That was a big step, uh -huh. especially because a lot of our visitors, the, the kids, you know, want, they want the Coca-Cola, yeah. they want all the, all the bad stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and that's in plastic. Our shop, we're also making our shop plastic free, mm -hmm. no child labor in all the products we have. Mm -hmm. We have a green roof, you know, um, uh, you know, like with moss on mm -hmm. it, and we have solar panels, mm -hmm. and all our lights on the first floor are now mm -hmm. LED, uh -huh. sort of saving a lot of a lot of money, mm -hmm. a lot of energy. Yeah. So we're trying, we uh, shift, uh, we how do you say it? Uh, we do waste management, mm -hmm. etc. So um, mm -hmm. okay, so now we are um, down here in this more practical exhibition. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, a lot of things moving. The first exhibit we see focuses on fast fashion. There's a clothes rack above us that suddenly starts moving. I will be out of fashion in six weeks, says one t-shirt. We're saying fast fashion isn't yeah. free, you know, somebody's paying mm -hmm. the price, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and of course there are a lot of, uh, you know, we work with designer, like this designer, this uh, Dutch designer, Rolf van Hof, who, mm -hmm. uh, developed his own Nikes ah, uh -huh. from waste. Uh -huh. Sort of he rebuilt a Nike from, uh -huh. uh, from, from just waste materials. So that's wow. interesting. Uh, right now we are, uh, we, we're sort of doing this uh, project, you know, mm. what does your ideal mm -hmm. future street look like? This is a Minecraft, uh, mm. a Minecraft uh, 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 thing. It's about the city of the future. This is our current theme mm -hmm. starting now until uh, February. So this, all our activities and all our programs are focused on the city of the future. Wow. And uh, well, in this case, we use Minecraft. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we have a lot of kids online mm -hmm. yeah. working on the city and sort of designing yeah. the city of the uh -huh. future. So that's really super interesting. And in the, um, so you said you also have um, a program that you do in the, in the south of The Hague, right? Uh, with, where you work more community based. Um, do, is, is it a similar question that you're raising there? Because it's really in a community. Uh, I have two program lines over there that sort of sort of touch what we're here doing. The one is make 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 your talents work for you. So this mm -hmm. is about the personal development and you know uh, uh, discovering your talents. Mm -hmm. The other thing is 
The future belongs to all of us. Uh-huh. And this is, this is, this is a, a sort of statement. This is more like an affirmation saying, mm-hmm. okay, discover your talents and use them to make the future a little bit better, the neighborhood a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you can be there, you're important, mm-hmm. and don't be ashamed to sort of come up for yourself, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So this is, this is the basic idea that we're yeah. doing there. And one of the things, for instance, that we are trying there to sort of do it, you know, we, over there we also ask the mothers, it, it, most of the times it's the mothers, mm-hmm. but to participate participate in the activities. And actually we can see there, especially in the Moroccan community, there are a lot of women very, very active in the, in the local mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. And we're reaching out to them and working together with them. Mm-hmm. So it's their program, not mm-hmm. our program. We're not yeah. sending that yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. sort of, yeah. And we're not, we don't invite them into our world. We sort of go into Co-creates. their world uh-huh. and we, we yeah, yeah. Uh, I avoid the word co-create <laughs> because it's been misused so many times. I but in yeah. fact, this is this is what we're trying to do: uh-huh. work together, work together with mm-hmm. uh, with the local communities, and do something that's meaningful uh, mm-hmm. meaningful for them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and one more thing I would uh, I would really like to mention is mm-hmm. we we also do a, a lot of research, and one mm-hmm. of the research we're doing together with universities here in the Netherlands is about the using using language in science education. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really, really important because usually what we say here in the Netherlands is say, okay, you're coming here to the Netherlands. First, you, you learn the language and mm-hmm. then you do this uh, sort of test and then you can sort of participate in society. Mm-hmm. What we found out in, those re- in, the, in that research, also NEMO and other science mm-hmm. centers have been working on that, is that if you use the, the, the multi-language approach, and we call it multi-STEM, mm-hmm. design, technology, engineering mm-hmm. and mathematics, mm-hmm. education, if you use like two languages, for instance, in the Hague Southwest, there are a lot of Polish people, uh-huh. a lot of Moroccan people. So if you use, for instance, Polish and Dutch in the instructions on the, on the, on the, on the labels or in the, the science experiments mm-hmm. we're doing, you have two advantages. One, they understand what they have to do quicker. They, mm-hmm. they start doing science just like that because it's you know, in their language. And at the same time, they learn the Dutch because mm-hmm. it's, in, it's bilingual. They use the Dutch language, mm-hmm. sorry, quicker. Yeah. So this is uh, something in the new location because in a few weeks we're going to open a bigger location over there. This is what huh? we're going to do. All our, our, our all our activities are we we're going to do them multi-stem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But it's a but this is also like a political choice uh-huh. because most right-wing parties would say, okay, first link the la- learn the language yeah, and be a that's Dutch guy the... or a Dutch girl, mm. and after that you can sort of start participating. We mm. say no, let's start with the science, with mm-hmm. the doing stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, with the rapid prototyping, mm-hmm. and then the language will come mm-hmm. by itself. Yeah. yeah. So this with these kind mm. of things. And especially because we work also like on festivals and neighborhood mm. parties mm-hmm. and block parties. And uh, this is where we do science, science education. And this is where we work with the Moroccan or the Turkish communities and mm-hmm. the Polish people mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, Syrian, Ukraine people living there. And for example, for the, for the poster that we're looking at, so what does your ideal future street look like? Do you already have like the, I wouldn't say results, but like the, the first impressions that, that, that you get from people who participate in that, like some words yeah, that come across or, or, the, or like what is it literally like drawing a street? Is it what would be important to have in a street? Uh, it, it depends on 
mm -hmm. uh, where you ask them. Uh -huh. I mean, right now, this project we're doing is in Minecraft. Uh -huh. So you got all these little nerdy uh -huh. boys and girls ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. uh, designing the city of uh -huh. the future where they do the most incredible stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like a library and a hospital combination or buildings on top of each other, you know. Um, new ways of transport, mm -hmm. uh, regreening the city, uh, mm -hmm. you know, really, really sort of exploding. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, I did the same uh, thing in, in the museum lab in the uh -huh. Hague Southwest in this underprivileged neighborhood. And this is where we work with uh, Lego. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also had a, a, a designer who was making drawings so mm -hmm. the, the children could tell their story and their imagination. He would draw it and then after that they would build it. And this was a little bit more simpler because we asked them that to uh, to sort of make plans for the communal gardens. Mm -hmm. And we worked together with the housing company and the city planners, so they were really interesting in what the, thin the children would come up with. Mm -hmm. And you know, they do. I mean, it's all about playing and being mm -hmm. safe and mm -hmm. being and green, you know, and having a place of your own and the feeling that you can that you can be there and that you that you will be seen and that you belong there and. It's really this, this sense of belonging yeah. is, is, I mean, that struck me. Mm -hmm. um, and there was this uh, little girl, she said, yeah, I cannot, I, I cannot cycle on the street because my mother thinks it's too, uh, too dangerous. So I want a, a cycling garden uh, inside where uh -huh. I can practice and uh -huh. cycle all day, uh. you know, stuff like that. So it's very, <clears throat> you know, I, thought, I thought it was pretty realistic what, yeah. they, what they were doing. And so, so this concept, I will, I will, I will try to, to do it a little bit more mm -hmm. and, 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 and see if we can also work with the parents and, mm -hmm. and see if we can work together with them and mm -hmm. sort of reimagine mm -hmm. the neighborhood of the future. We near the end of our conversation and I wonder if Martin has any reflections on the role of museums today and what's in store for the museum. He says that museums need to constantly reimagine themselves, sometimes thinking about how to create a new narrative with the collection that they already have. He wonders what the new narrative will be after the Agenda 2030 comes to an end. He also says this. Museums are places where we uh, sort of uh, promote curiosity, mm. and where we try to enhance or stimulate empathy, mm -hmm. but also where we, where, we, where we want to give people some agency. Yeah. So I think, you know, but to do that, you of course, you need the science, but you also need the stories, the storyline. So I think it's really important, the, the sort of overall narrative mm -hmm. yeah. that, we, uh, that we develop uh -huh. and what kind of narrative that would be. Uh -huh. And uh, my idea would be to create, to, to create this with our visitors, this mm -hmm. sort of new narrative yeah. uh, for the future of the, of the yeah. planet or the city yeah, yeah. or your life, uh -huh. whatever. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to coming back to The Hague to try the community garden and to practice cycling, even though I think The Hague is one of the safer places to do that. I agree. But maybe that's my uh, Brussels perspective, where it's very different. Yeah, coming from Brussels, it's... Uh, yeah. I come back to the exhibition upstairs to explore it on my own. It's lunchtime. The school groups that were here in the morning are now gone, and the space is quiet. I spent some time at SDG 11, that's the one on sustainable lives and communities. After attaching the metro lines, I watched the residents of Sao Paulo showing their favorite places in the city. There's a bookshop that looks really nice. I can't go to Sao Paulo, but I remind myself to pass by the bookshop at the train station here in The Hague before I leave. I think of going back to SDG 14, 
on life below water. Maybe I'll be better at saving the fish this time, but it's busy. There is a father and son, the son about seven years old, playing the game now. So I finish at number 16. That's peace, justice, and strong institutions. And here, there are boards with a few questions for me to think of. In each, there is a wooden cube I can pull down to say yes or no. There is one that asks, do you feel at home here? I decide to answer for Brussels, not for The Hague. I've only been here for three hours or so. Might be a bit of a stretch to already call it home. So for Brussels, I answer yes. Do you adapt easily? I answer yes to that too. Do you always say what you think? I answer no. And then there is one more that I find interesting. But it's also pretty big. Do you decide your own future? I leave it open. This podcast is produced by the European Association for the Education of Adults. Edited and mixed by my colleague Angelique Yanakopoulou. More material is available on our e-learning platform, learning.eaea.org. 